Yo, welcome to another episode of uh, Optimize Your Body Podcast. Got my man, uh, Andrew Bond here, one of my good buddies out in New York, who many of you will know is featured on the podcast quite a lot, man. How you doing over there, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm pretty good, Matt. Uh, thanks for inviting me on again. It's a pleasure. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure, pleasure. Last time I seen Andrew, anyway, just a little bit of context for the audience, you know what I mean? We're good friends. We went to Europe in the summer, didn't we? And what we were going to talk about today was, uh, you know, can you get can you get lean whilst, you know, can you drink alcohol and get lean? We're going to talk about alcohol and stuff like that and just how you can actually have that balance, but can you actually get to the next level with everything whilst drinking alcohol? And uh, we consumed quite a lot, didn't we, mate, when we were in uh, uh, Barcelona especially, right, bro? We had a blast, didn't we? Yeah, it was an awesome time, uh... I wish I was there now, actually, Matt, to be fair. I was going yeah, to invite you to make a little Christmas trip. But 100%. All of them, so. Oh, Give man, we had, we had an absolute blast, didn't we, mate? Um, but how's everything been going for you anyway, man, in uh, the winter in, in New York and shit? Cold, yeah? Uh, it's not too bad. It's a little chilly today, but like it's been pretty pretty warm lately, so it's a little strange. Um, mm. I think the first winter I was here, probably eight, nine years ago, was one of the worst recorded in history. So mm. that was... I don't know. I, I was almost crying waiting out in the waiting for a bus. I was just it was that bad. Like it was it was terrifying. After a, a year in Australia in Perth, so it was like short, shorts and t shirt weather most of the year round. Coming here, then snow, hail, freezing temperatures. I was just questioning my uh, my move altogether. So, uh, <laughs> so I remember that. Warm, so it was a nightmare. It was yeah, horrible. brutal, especially coming from Perth as well. And again, just a bit of context for the audience. You know what I mean? Like Andrew and I. Uh, alike in a lot of ways right and obviously you we went over to australia for a year then you as well you lived there and then you moved over to new york right so you're you're well traveled and shit right but when you went what was it well just just again like i think people find this interesting what's it like in terms of the lifestyle in new york compared to when you lived in perth in australia because most uh, people yeah yeah like perth they i think it's western australia they call it wait a while for your australian listeners it's it's very very slow paced life like a beach kind of city um everything shuts early nobody wants to work um and then new york is just like 100 mile an hour like it's uh constant work little sleep stress loud noises um you're moving quickly even when you don't need to move quickly um everyone wants to make money here everyone wants to look for opportunities so it was just like one extreme to the other in terms of the weather and also mm-hmm. um in terms of your lifestyle as well but like this city it's i don't know I love it here, really. So mm. um, I want to stay for at least at least a little while longer, um, only because it's you feel like when you're here, you have the opportunity to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always that. So, uh, but just a complete contrast, really, between the two. And it's great, man, because like we both since, you know, getting out of the environment we were in, right? And obviously just we're both from Wales. And, you know, in case you're wondering where the accent, Andrew's got a proper Welsh accent. You know what I mean? Mine is a bit hit and miss. You know what I'm saying? you got a proper Valley accent, but have you like oh, yeah. from the Valleys? I think, I think it's slipping a little bit from moving to Australia and New York. But uh, yeah, when I'm listening, I think you were mentioning it when we were away recently, how bad it is. So. Nah, that's nah, all good though, man. I, I bet the audience loves it. So yeah, 50% of the audience are in America anyway, mate, right? So I was going to oh. say, uh, before we get into it, obviously, you, you know, you, it's good to see you. You've gone from, you know, strength to strength, you know, since actually uh, moving to New York and setting yourself up and stuff with your business and your uh, your personal yeah. training and stuff like that. Um, So there's probably a few, there's actually quite a few people listening in New York, right? So if you do need a good, I don't know if you're taking on any clients right now, mate. But... I am, yes, always. Okay. Not, you know? All good, yeah. man. All good. So if, if you need a like a top level trainer and you live in New York, then uh, Andrew's your man. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get uh, let's get stuck in, mate, to the topic on hand. Yeah. So when it comes to because what you see, I don't know if you notice this, and online and stuff, there's some people putting certain messages out there now where it's like 
coaches and stuff as well, right? And just people who are really in good shape. And you see that they, you know, they, they show the lifestyle like I like to show when I have a few drinks. I show it as well, right? But it's like they, you know, you can drink every weekend or you can have a few drinks and you can, um, you know, you can go out and party, but you can still get in really, really good shape or, you know, you can still look like this. You know what I mean? Uh, but I would argue that, you know, yes, we promote balance, right? And enjoying yourself. But, you know, if it's like excessive drinking most weekends, right? It can become a it can become a hindrance, right, bro? Let's be honest. Yeah, I think um, it really depends in uh, what stage of your um, uh, what stage you're at in terms of your understanding of your, you know, calories and your lifestyle and things like that. Like for me, it was um, I used to have terrible drinking habits, as you you know. Um, I got in some scrapes when I was younger. Ended up one night on your you found me on your doormat. I think that was yeah the- Christmas time. He was literally he was face planted on my doormat. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go into too many things I did when I was drunk, but I'm just at a totally different part of my journey right now where I can control the amount I drink. Um, so I think it comes down to self awareness. It's a fine line between you know um, being fulfilled with drinking alcohol and then going overboard and distracting mm. yourself or distracting yourself from your own lifestyle, right? Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it really depends on, on where you're at. And I think sometimes, as you said uh, recently in your post on Instagram, that um, a lot of the uh, social media influencers aren't really showing the other side of things. So they're saying, yeah, I'm out there drinking alcohol and I'm having fun and I can still stay in shape. They're not, they're not showing you what they do for, say, 80 to 90% of the other time in terms of the nutrition, how much movement they get in. Uh, they're focusing on sleep, um, what type of training they're doing as well. So... Yes, you probably can get in shape drinking a lot of alcohol. However, it really depends on the person. Mm. And when you're looking to get to that next level, right? Like you say, they've probably been at it for like over a decade, for example, right? Consistently lifting weights. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That alone, the average person hasn't really had, let's be honest, when I ask people on a consultation, for example, like the amount of people, uh, some people are a good level already, but you ask the amount of people, even if you're listening to this now, when was the last time you were consistent for a whole year, right? right? Don't get me wrong. A lot of people are, but the average person is not consistent with their training alone for a year, let alone a decade, right? Uh, yeah, that and the average person also drinks probably nightly as well. So they don't have the awareness to know how good they feel without alcohol, right? So, and also they don't have the awareness to know how much alcohol they should be drinking as well. They say, oh, I only have a glass or two a night, but their glass or two is actually way over the actual the amount of alcohol you should be drinking from a serving size, for example. So if they really control that, they probably wake up feeling a little bit better the next day than actually having two large glasses of wine, right? So. Mm. it's uh it again it depends on on how you consume exactly. the alcohol it does your like, relationship with alcohol and like us our relationship with alcohol is like really transformed right because i was the same you know obviously binge drinking all through my 20s basically right and everything else which we won't go into right that should be another podcast that would yeah, um absolutely. but basically yeah, let's not go into that exactly you have to write a book on that shit no but um when we were in europe for example right and we were in barcelona like we were drinking right like especially in barcelona we were excited it was summer we were drinking every night going out partying you know sometimes we were one night i think we go back at like 6 a.m right but because of the level we're at now and our journey and the struggles we have with alcohol and everything else, now we've got to a point where, you know, we live a healthy lifestyle naturally. It's not something we think about. It's just a subconscious thing. It's like, you know, when you learn to drive a car, right? When you first start learning to drive, you're clunky. You're thinking about everything, right? 
Um, and then eventually it just becomes like almost automatic, right? It's the same with your nutrition, your training, your lifestyle. So in the daytime, for example, Drew, we wouldn't be drinking in the day at all, right? We'd be like, oh, okay, I'll have some good food now, a couple of coffees, drink, get some sunshine, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we would drink in the nighttime. But even then, it's like an intuitive thing where we don't really have the desire really to get smashed. Like, we, yeah, we had a few excessive nights, but you see what I mean? It's like it's ingrained in us now. But Let's talk about that then, right? So you mentioned about like, it depends on the person. And let's just say now that uh, someone listening to this, okay, cut to the chase. Can I get lean whilst drinking alcohol? Let's say, you know, some nights of the week and on the weekends, can I get lean and maintain that? And I would argue with something that you said before, Andrew, it's yes, excessive drinking is going to do you no favors. You could talk about the calories and the impact on the body and everything, but it's more the inhibitions, right? Remember you mentioned this before, you lose your inhibitions more and it's decision-making, right? That becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah, that that goes down to my decision making when you when I woke up on your mat, right? So I <laughs> no, but I don't overdid that alcohol. So my decision making was poor that night. You might have examples where you've probably slept with someone you wouldn't normally want to sleep with. That's another impaired decision that you 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 you've also obviously overconsumed alcohol. You've slept with someone you don't want to do. You might have done that without protection, and you might wake up the next day with worries on your mind, right? Um, Inhibitions are lowered in terms of what you um, eat, right? So you might be dialed in. However, if you overdo the alcohol, then when you have too much alcohol, you're like, oh, well, I'll just I'll take that greasy burger now. You know, sometimes it, when you're sober, you might think, right, there's a chance to have fast food. Is this really going to benefit me in the time? I have certain goals, right? My goal may be weight loss or to put weight on, whatever. Let's just use weight loss as an example. I know that this burger right now is probably not going to benefit me overall for week for the for the uh, sorry overall for the week in terms of calories how i'm going to feel is my digestion going to be off when you have alcohol then you're just going to go right i'm going to grab burger fries i'm just going to consume as much as i can because i just don't care so that's that knock-on effect that it has martin right 100%, 100%. Yeah, you just kind of lose your inhibitions, the decision-making yeah. slips. And before you know it then as well, it's like, mm, that's when the kind of fuck it mentality can kick in as well, right? Because I used to be there and, you know, a lot of people do struggle with that. You could, for example, let's say on a Friday night, you go overboard, right? And to be honest, we're all going to do that as well. We want to promote that as well. It's like, you know, not promote it, but we want to normalize that, right? Over Christmas, for example, the period coming up now, that's why I think this podcast is relevant because a lot of people, you know, we're going to go overboard. You know, we're going to, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you got to give yourself permission at times to slip up as well. Right. Say, you know what I mean? Um, but when it becomes like a, a habit to, right. to break that cycle, it's like literally you could be dialed in the week, as you said. You could be, yeah. let's say you're looking to lose weight. You could, like a lot of people, you could be in a deficit in the week, right? Dialed, got your meals prepped, plenty of movement, training. Guess of the weekend, Friday night, you go a bit overboard. Then, oh, okay, I, I made a decision. I, maybe I had some more food than I wanted to. The next day, you're not feeling too good. You're dehydrated, a little bit hungover. And then, because you've it's impacted your sleep, and that's the big one, the al- what alcohol does to your sleep. Absolutely. Then it's like, ah, okay, I fancy something. You know what it's like when you're hungover, fancy something sweet, something salty, whatever. I'll get a takeaway. I'm too tired, you know? And then that can become, you can literally go from being in a deficit all week, for example, to being in like a calorie surplus, right? And, and that's what I've seen in the past. It's like, Ooh. you know, people who... They, they 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 have they drink on the weekends and it's, it's a habit then it's normally the knock-on effect right drew it's the ripple effect it's not always just having a few drinks that's the issue right yeah and, and any, like what are you trying to cover up this can go to clients uh, drinking a couple of drinks per night um and also on the weekend been drinking like what are you trying to cover up there that is not going well for you in your in real life hmm. you know i mean so we can sometimes we'll drink too much caffeine we'll drink too much alcohol we'll smoke cigarettes to overcome some of the issues we have with us mentally. 
um, you know, just to, just as a we're not really dealing with the issue at hand. Mm. And also it leads, like you said, to negative effects that could be like sleep is, is pivotal because it has such a knock on effect to what, how the, the day goes, mm. um, following day goes, sorry. So if your sleep is ruined, then, okay, we're going to be probably craving more food, like you said. So craving more fatty foods, sugary foods. Um, we're probably going to be more reactive to um, people in relationships around us. We're going to be angry, annoyed, uh, more reactive to emails that we get from work. Um, we're probably not going to get as much movement in the next day because we are tired. So we're not going to get chores done. We're not going to get simple tasks done. We're not going to get steps in, stuff like that. Um, it's going to obviously impact on work productivity, but also it's going to impact on your tra- training session. If you even actually mm. go to the gym the next day. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Good Performance time. is a massive part of it, you know? So you really got to understand what your goals are and you need to prepare in advance, whether that's preparing in advance the day before you drink alcohol or having a plan for the next day. Yeah, exactly. And that should be up front as well. When was the last time, bro, right? You were like hungover, right? And you were like, this, this, that was worth it, right? Let's just be honest. This is a bit of straight talk here, right? I say this to clients, and I'm not perfect. I've been hungover many a times. I was hungover many a times with Drew in the summer, right? But the reality is like you never really, it's very rare anyway, you wake up feeling like shit and go, I'm really glad I did that. You know what I'm saying? You don't do that. And the reality is then it's like, you know, when you're, um, when you're going overboard, it's like why you know people say this right. So like I've had clients in the past. I so say, oh yeah, okay. So yeah, you you know you had a few drinks on the weekend. Cool. Did you have a good time? You had a great time. And people deny because you said this earlier on. It's like don't know what it feels like without it for an extended period, for example. And with alcohol, you know, two to six months is research shows now. And you're having two to six months within that range. Uh, it takes that long generally for you to actually get the, the benefits from it. Really, the the maximum benefits in terms of having none. And, you know, people really kind of like, oh, yeah, no, I felt fine. I was great. No, 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 I'm fine today. But the reality is, are you really, though? Because you haven't, because you're not optimizing it, it. And it takes a long time to get to that point where you've uh, done these things. You've you've abstained from certain things, for example. And it's like, for example, like this year, I haven't drank for like six months of the year. I had no alcohol, right? And as you know, Drew, like none of us are big drinkers nowadays anyway. But what happened recently is I um I had a few beers and stuff, right? And I had some on Sunday. So now I trap my sleep with the aura ring. So I've noticed yeah. three things, right? Even, and it might be beer as well might be because of the chemicals in there but i like pale ales nowadays mate i don't know what's happening i'm slipping but uh, i had three three on sunday right exactly mate and what i noticed is um my sleep so i wear this aura ring and my sleep was shit on sunday so because of that then i did a a big session on monday in the gym when i I probably should have dialed that back a bit then i had cold i'm in a cold sores for a while i had cold sore and that's probably going to be because of stress you know and sleep right so not getting enough sleep and then also my gut as well i noticed my gut plays up and then also you know i had the, i bust my nose i've had an operation on my nose and my nose has been fine when i'm not drinking and now i've, I've noticed my breathing from my, so this is all just from having a few beers here and there right so you know the, and I'm, I'm not trying to like demonize it we've got to be realistic here but you know one to two drinks a week the research shows right is right. actually the safe amount so it's like if you're having one to two a night right like a lot of people you know the accumulative effect of that is is not always going to be you know ideal but and you get lean. Short-term you, feeling, isn't it? You know, generally, you're going for, generally, you're just looking for that short-term feeling. Yes, exactly. And that's it. What feeling are you looking for? You made a good point, right? Because right? we did a training on a habit change, right? And basically, it's like what feeling, like, for example, mate, a lot of people, it's like a cue, right? Finish work. If you listen to this, you can probably relate to this. Finish work, roughly 6 p.m., let's say. Get home. Stressful day at work. Okay, the cue then is, okay, I normally have a red wine when I get home. Or when I'm cooking my meal or eating my meal, I have a, red, a glass of red wine. Because you're used to that feeling of what's that? Fe- Ask yourself now, what feeling am I? Ch- am I looking to get relaxed? Am I looking for 
de-stress, right? I want to, I have a why and I feel relaxed, right? That's the feeling you want, right? Well, the best thing to do really to, to overcome that is like, how can I get that feeling from doing something else basically, right? And it's not an easy thing to do, but once you've been into the habit and you've cemented in that habit, uh, that cycle and you've cemented that habit in of having a wine every night for example right you have to switch it and get that feeling for something else so for example there might be i don't know going out for a walk with your family after your food or whatever or maybe doing some meditation or doing like w- a hobby i don't know whether that's like drinking or sewing I, it's not drinking sorry reading the book sewing i don't know i'm just throwing shit out what's that drinking is a great hobby to have it's, it's an absolutely great hobby best. exactly but it is like a feeling you're chasing right and you're, you're trying to escape something right so it you're is understanding that and trying to replace it though, Drew, as well, right? Because you can't be too extreme and go, right, I'm cutting out because it's the problem people make going into the new year as well, right? Right, I'm cutting Absolutely. out all out now, yeah. no more forever. Cutting back, you know cutting, food, uh, cutting alcohol, going to train seven days a week and it's just not uh, sustainable for a long term, you know, so. Exactly. Have you noticed yourself too, right? Just to, um, you know, give people a bit of an insight into you and like, because, you know, we're both in, in, in fantastic shape now without thinking about it. It's now a byproduct because of our lifestyle, right? Yes, we think about, we train, we like to look good. Don't get us wrong. But with you now, like you say, you don't drink alcohol really, like very occasionally, right? So do you feel like now, since you don't drink alcohol and stuff and you look after yourself more, naturally you're just leaner? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Naturally, I'm eating a certain way, naturally I'm leaner as well. Um, yeah. Definitely starting to notice that. A lot more now. Uh, obviously, I you know I'm very fortunate. That I'm on my feet all day, so I'm sure that um, is a big factor in helping me stay lean. But it's just it just becomes a lot easier when you get to a certain condition, mm. um, and you can allow yourself to be a little bit more flexible. You know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would I would certainly say that. Um, I just I guess feel better. Mm. 100%. You know, that's what I'm looking for, really, because I I just need to keep my mental health in check. Um, mm whatever I can do to help with that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know, as much as often as possible. And obviously we talked about being on a different uh, part of my journey, but it does, it is much easier to control now. Um, And cravings mitigate, right. When you start eating better foods, it's the same. Mm. You, you have less cravings for, um, uh, can't even think of the word processed food. Sorry. Yep. Uh, Same with alcohol as well. The less you, less you consume it, the cravings Mm. start to go away unless you need it you know so i think like you said earlier a lot of people need it like the biggest thing i see with clients is that a lot of people need it to go to sleep yep i mean so if you need and it's it, counterproductive isn't it? you think about it, it's terrible for your sleep having yeah. to wake up all the time then chances are that's a sign that you're overdoing it you know what i mean and yes it is counterproductive because you're going to feel like shit the next day and you're going to be pushing to drink alcohol again the next day to help you do that help mm. you go back to so, what advice would you give that? Let me say, right, I'm a client now, mate. I come to you and I'm like, look, I want to get leaner and I'm not noticing any results, right? <laughs> you get this sometimes. I'm not, I'm not getting results, right? I'm not getting, I'm not getting lean. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going wrong. And then you get them to track, for example, yeah, and you see they have like a glass of wine most nights of the week or whatever, right? And then they maybe have like four or five one night on the weekend, right? What advice would you give to that client if they're like, look, I want to get to the next level now? Like, how would you? I know it depends on the client, but generally, how would you approach that? It, it really depends in again which stage of the journey at like uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, conversation is obviously when it's left uncontrolled then alcohol isn't going to be very good on their waistline if, if that's their goal to get leaner then if that is uncontrolled and that the weekend as you say is a heavy drinking day then not only are the calories consumed from alcohol are going to going to add to the waistline it's also the food that comes with that right so and also make them understand that inhibitions are lowered consuming alcohol so it's it's a it's a it can be a long 
process it really depends on the person like my first aim maybe this isn't the most ideal aim but my first aim may be to okay if they have to have alcohol initial aim may be to show them okay can i lower calories by switching up the type of alcohol they have that might be step one and then step two can we bring in different habits as in sleep habits so they don't have that reliance on alcohol all the time yeah so how can i improve their sleep without alcohol Another step may be showing them how to prepare for weekends ahead in advance. Um, so we mitigate the amount of alcohol they, they drink on the weekends. Because what I find with a lot of clients as well, they, they're choosing the wrong drink option. So they tend to overconsume alcohol because they're consuming sugary drinks, right? They're so easy to drink that they consume a lot of them. Okay, can we switch those out? That'll bring their alcohol intake down. And then over time, can we try and mitigate alcohol altogether and just use it uh, very sporadically? Mm. um that's that would be a, a decent approach um it, again it depends on on the person i might be able to work with one person who's able to just quit like that yeah yeah exactly that uh, over a period of time um, yeah for sure you differently? you might you've obviously got more experience to uh yeah 100 percent, man I, I think for the average person yeah 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 definitely like the first point you made there right i think it was uh was a big one and for the average person they're gonna have to do it slow and steady right so let's just say they uh they reduce the calorie the type of alcohol they're having so we would say like vodka lime and soda water for example you know what i'm saying as opposed to beer and wine right which are like the most calorie dense ones for example yeah um and then the other thing then you said is sleep right so when you say a sleep practice so they can focus on getting better sleep like what would you like what would you say like number one kind of i know it depends on the person but if you if it, what comes to mind in terms of the most important things when it comes to sleep would you say oh, so obviously um introducing a nighttime routine so the easiest thing i think the the biggest distraction right now is probably your, your emails and your social media right so can we set the time limit on switching our phone off not switching off altogether however coming off our phone pretty early. So that's probably at least uh, the littlest would be 30 minutes before bed, at least an hour before bed. Okay. Mm. Can we introduce that? Right. Are we going to um, decrease the light in the room? Um, ideally we'd bring candlelight in. Can we just dim the light a little bit? So we just get into a relaxed mood. Um, can we get someone drinking instead of alcohol? Can we have a chamomile tea before bed, which is known to be relaxing. Okay. Just to bring you down a little bit and de-stress. Um, can we start going to bed at a more regular time, the same time every night, just get into some sort of rhythm a little bit earlier than we normally do? Um, and what else would be another one? Um, give me an example. I'd say, and I'd say, I'd say that's, yeah. that, that, that's the main ones you've covered there. I think that's spot right. on, the regularity right. and yeah. avoiding blue light, basically. Right. The same when you're, I think a sa the same pro issue people have with alcohol is they drink right up until they go to bed as well. So if you, even if you have a big night out, can you stop drinking earlier as well? And start very good point. And I'm always aware of this. That's a very good point, man. Because I this is what I noticed the other night when I did it. I had like three beers. I think I had the last one about 6.30 p.m. And even then, so you on average, you want it depends on how much you're consuming. But per drink, you want to give it at least an hour. So let's say I had three drinks. So I was timing in my head, right, got to give it at least three hours till I go to bed. So actually, you're better off drinking in the daytime and this has been proven as well so if you are going to do it you're probably better off doing like a happy hour or something like that in the afternoon and giving yourself time before you go to bed because that's going to have the impact on the sleep right but another big one that you said there as well is pre-planning right this is huge it's so important especially this time of year I talked about on the last podcast but when you've got like special occasions coming up and, and people think oh you know that's obsessive it's not obsessive right it's just actually planning ahead so you know what to expect so for example i say with clients okay you've got a big event coming up you might have two big events coming up this time of year on the weekend 
okay, just maybe just be more aware in the week, right? So maybe bank up some extra calories for the weekend, for example, and take care of yourself more in the week, right? So what would you say in terms of pre-planning? What comes to mind for you, right? You've got a big event coming up. Yeah, I just think like you can prepare, you know, obviously I always look at calories over a weekly basis, as you said there, but even even on the day of, like, you know that, um, cal- uh, alcohol calories generally are carbohydrate calories. Yeah, right? and so, empty as well. Yeah, right. So if I know that I have a big night out, right? How can I then plan in the day for that? So obviously I'm going to increase my water intake if possible, so I feel a little bit better. But am I going to just lower my carbohydrates a little bit in each meal? Mm. Now, if I know then my each drink is 120, 140 calories of carbohydrates. Okay, can I cut back the carbohydrates during the day and just increase my protein a little bit and increase my fats? just so I just don't excessively overdo those calories for the evening. So like you said, just stock up on the calories either throughout the week or in the day, just cut back a little bit. So you're, you're prep, you're preparing for that evening. Mm. Easy. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, quite it's, yeah, it's not rocket science. Is it? It's just, it's just actually, it's being aware. Yeah, you're exactly. correct, no, it's not. That's the thing. It's, it's all the Nothing. stuff we talk about. It's not sugar coated. It's just like the reality of it. And it's just being aware. That's what it comes down to. It's like rather than just going in on a whim, like to these occasions, and then just like before you know it, like, you know, a month's gone by or whatever, Christmas period or whatever, and you're like, you've had no structure. And that's why I did this last podcast on, on Christmas and stuff. And it's like, you can, there's a difference, right, Drew, between like enjoyment and sabotage. You know what I mean? And that's what we used to struggle with. And we're talking from experience as well. We used to be the sabotage kings, didn't we? We're not proud of it. And, and binge eat, basically. So, yeah. yeah. So, I've definitely been through this myself. So, it's, it's speaking from experience. Um, and, and another point, point is that we, like, we've got to look at health as a whole, right? So, we are not saying don't drink alcohol at all. Like, you, if you're looking at health as a whole, then health involves social occasions. Right. So health involves sitting down with colleagues at work and friends and family members and enjoying alcohol from time to time. You know, so you need to incorporate in this uh, this into your routine anyway, because it's it can be quite fulfilling and enjoying and it can help you create uh, relationships with those around you. Mm. However, that doesn't mean you have to be smashed off your face every time you go out. Exactly. That's it. It's doing it in moderation and, and enjoying. That's exactly right. True health. Enjoying the moment, and having a fulfilling moment, and having a good conversation yeah. because you know when you over you over drink. Like for me, I'm a I'm a I become a dick. Like I'm I'll, I'm most part I'll I'll try and I'll destroy everything. I'm not the happy drunk that goes around. <laughs> yeah, when you're smashed. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same I'm, as well. I'm I'm just a nightmare, and I'll I'll try and cause trouble and stuff like that. I don't know what part <laughs> of me that is. Like obviously, I, as you've seen, I've seen it. I've witnessed it before. Really? And so, I yeah. I'm very really super happy, and but I'm I'm out to cause carnage, and I'm out to just do uh, cause as much destru- uh, destruction as I can. Yeah. Um, so that's why you I, never I, get I, in that state. Yeah, just to be clear, though, you never get in that state anymore, do you? Right? That's the no, old you. I, I, yeah. I know that I'm just. I know where I'm at, and I know that I limit to a certain amount of drinks. But I, I know the feeling. Like I know the feeling where I'm like, okay, I'm happy now. That I'm good here, and that usually for most people is two or three drinks anyway. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at now. So that's such a good point. Now it's like an intuitive thing for me. It's like I know three, like and with beer right. as well. I can't, I can't stomach more than three anyway. But that's the right. sweet spot for me is three. 
and I'm good. I stop. I have no yeah. desire to have any more. Like the old me, but like, right, I've had three beers. Now let's move on to spirits. Yeah. I have no desire to do that anymore now because I've attached, I guess, all the pain over the years to that as well. But just my body yeah. is now telling me, no, you don't need that, bro. Now you're good. But I was just going to say environment, right? Let's let's finish off with this because, for example, next Saturday, my mates, and he's a very, like, mate, he's like us, right? He, he trains at 5 a.m. every morning. He's an absolute beast. He meditates for like 30 minutes in the morning. He's built like a multi-million dollar business over the last years. Very successful. He can drink. He can go out and he could put away 10 drinks, for example, right? And yeah, he's not going to feel great the next day, but he still gets shit done. He's just adapted to it and he's a beast. He's just an absolute beast, right? He can do it. I can't do it, right? But I know when I go out with him um, next week, I'm already in my head now. I'm like weighing it up like, right, okay, I want to have free beers with him, but I have to do it in the daytime, right? So it's like, you know, do I want to, you know, do I really want to drink? Because like like I said, my nose, my, my, my nose, I find it hard to breathe through after having a few drinks like the other weekend or whatever. It's weird. And also, uh, it sounds like I've been doing cocaine now, doesn't it? Like, what, what else have you been doing, mate? <laughs> is it from free beers, bro? <laughs> no, seriously, it does something to the nitric, uh, the ni- what is it, the nitrate, nitrate, um, oh, whatever it is anyway, blood flow and shit. So it makes sense that. And also, uh, like I say, my sleep and stuff, right? So I'm like, right, if I have it in the daytime, it's all good. And I enjoy it. I want to be clear to the audience as well. I absolutely love the feeling alcohol gives me personally, yeah. right? I have a few beers in the sun here in Sydney with my mate. It's phenomenal. Stuff like that comes with it as well, right? You know? That's it. So, and, and we connect on a deep level. Bit, you know? That's it. And you know what it's like then? You have you loosen up, don't you? And like the, con- the conversation like one more yeah, yeah, exactly. But the conversation is good when you're sober. But sometimes when you were your boy, right, for example, you have a few drinks, it just gets funnier. You know, you're yeah. having banter. It's fun, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. but the it's environment. A great, it's a great drug if you, you know. Um, exactly. But environment you know, is key, right, Drew? 100%. Environment is like, I'll go out with him now and I know I'll be more tempted to drink. I probably will have a few drinks. I might not, but I know I'm more tempted because like we have a good blast and, and, and he drinks and stuff like that, right? So that's a key thing, right? That's the most important thing. And I'll say, I'll say this, I say this, I said this before, but I'll say it again. You know, obviously, even just, you know, having a friend, a close friend who's obese, for example, this study was done on millions of people. You got like a 52% higher chance of being obese yourself. If your friends with a uh, a friend who a friend of a friend who's obese is like twenty percent higher, a friend of a friend who's obese is like ten percent higher. And again, I'm not fat shamed or anything like that. I'm just stating facts. This is a study, right? So it just goes to show with food, for example, and everyone knows this anyway. Alcohol. You might be around certain people, and you already subconsciously have identified with you know having a few drinks with that person. So you feel like instantly, you know what it's like. You put pressure on yourself before the occasion, like I don't really want to drink, or I don't want to drink much. But I know my track record when I go out with these people, you know, I end up going overboard, right? So Drew, like what I'm trying to say is that we've been there before. Remember the people we used to hang around with, and they're still our mates, but we used to just get smashed like badly out of control, didn't we? With that, with that crew, you know what I mean? This is certainly like a cultural thing as well, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess in the UK, growing up in the UK, it's more of like a binge drinking culture. Whereas like, if you go to places like Italy and Spain as well, be another example where it's just enjoyed over a, uh, a dinner. Mm. You know, so you probably start drinking a little younger there, but you're shown how to control it a little bit more. And you, you probably don't, you know, speed through your drinking. It's probably just take a sip, enjoy some food, enjoy some conversation, relax a little bit family time whereas some cultures it's like right i'm gonna drink as much as i can mm. as much as i can as the uk is is predominantly like that right? or generally like that so it really depends on the culture you're, you're around so sometimes it's probably going to be quite difficult for you to reverse that um but again it comes down to even with your nutrition is time and practice mm. 100%. Working, you know? and, and you're going to slip up every now and again anyway exactly um, and give yourself permission to do that from time to time isn't it of course yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, and then just to just to wrap this up, then you're saying then about like yeah, obviously Christmas time. You know, we put the food before family, don't we? Sometimes you know, we were we were all yeah. for that, weren't we? We put the food oh, first. Yeah. We're looking forward yeah. to the feeling food gives us more than we right. are the actual people, right? And the same goes for alcohol, like any substance. You might be looking forward to drinking the alcohol. You're like, yeah, I can't wait to you know get drunk with the you know get smashed. But the reality is, we want to be focusing on right. What's the benefits out of this? Yeah, I'm gonna chill my family and friends over Christmas, for example, or New Year, and I'm gonna enjoy a few drinks, but I'm just gonna take my time with it and be social and just be present in it as much as you can man because it's hard to get yep. these occasions with, with people in it yes obviously yeah especially for us now obviously we don't tend to get home too much so mm. um, that would be more important but again same as you said with alcohol the food as well like if you just slow it down a little bit and just talk with others around you rather than trying to wolf everything down then chances are you're not going to consume as much because by the time you've you've finished conversating you're probably going to feel full anyway so you're probably going to be less likely or less inclined to overeat so it's the same thing. I mean. 100%. So just to summarize this, right? Can you get lean? Can you drink alcohol and get lean? The answer is obviously it always depends. Then they do. It depends on what yeah. level the person is at, what your relationship with alcohol is like, what your relationship with food is like. You can keep going down the list. Uh, but generally, yes, you can get pretty decent results uh, whilst having uh, uh, alcohol in moderation, right? I would say. But I, when I say moderation, I don't mean a drink a night. I mean, probably a few drinks a week. And again, even then, if you can make better decisions in terms of like having lower calories, it depends on where you're at and everything else. There's a lot that goes into that. You can do it in moderation, but can you drink the same as what the average person drinks and get lean or get to the next level with what you want to do? The answer is uh, highly unlikely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It's highly unlikely, isn't it? Yeah. It'll be, it'll be difficult. It'll, it's... It's you always got to look at the stress factor. Like you know, obviously you get we're talking about people getting lean with alcohol. The same when they they incorporate like um, processed foods, and they're like, oh, you can get super lean on eating less calories, loads of processed foods. You might, but it's still going to be a hell of a lot stressful and more difficult to get to that position. Mm. 100%. And you will not be able to stay there. Let's be honest. You cannot stay there. It's impo- it's virtually impossible for you to eat those foods which are engineered to make you eat the shit out of them, right? And actually be able to, because you, you haven't got to the root cause. Like you say, with alcohol, what's the root cause? Why are you drinking? What feeling are you escaping? Same goes for food. Right, okay, so you're eating those foods. Okay, you've got behaviors with foods. You want it. You want those foods which are highly palatable. You're basically eating food purely based on taste, right? Even if you're staying within your calories and macros for a certain amount of pe- uh, time, you're still eating the food for the way it tastes more than anything. And, when, and Andrew and I have been world's worst at this. When you're in that place... Right. And you haven't connected the dots in terms of the other value foods give you, you know, energy, gut health, all that kind of stuff, which takes time. You know, you're always going to be on the back foot. Right, bro. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. One step behind. Yeah. Spawn, man. Um, thanks for jumping on, bro. Really appreciate your time, man. No problem. Uh, it's enjoyable. I'll see you awesome. in another year. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you uh, a year. That's I need at least a year, you know, away from you, bro. You know what I mean? One uh, one year dose of Drew is is more than enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, for anyone, anyone listening as well, I know most of you listen on Spotify. Um, make sure you follow because I know loads of you are listening, but you're not actually subscribing to the podcast. So just follow on Spotify so you get notifications. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. And also, obviously, the, the more people that listen, the better guests we get on. Same goes as well for iTunes as well. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe so you get updates with the new episodes. Thanks again, bro. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks, man.